Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome to Life Simplified. Did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? If you didn't, guess what? That's what we're going to talk about the entire month of May. Um, Here at Life Simplified, you know that we like to talk about all things, but one of the areas we cover is mental health and some different mental health concerns that we have in our everyday life. And so we wanted to take this opportunity to really focus in for the month of May and each of our different podcast episodes this month are going to feature a different aspect of areas of our life that we can really kind of try and hone in and focus on our personal mental health. And so because we're focusing on mental health and it's a little bit different um, and sometimes people can be a little bit leery um, to open up and share, we wanted to kind of start the month out in a different kind of way. And so this is Tiffany, and I'm here all by myself today. Um, So I'm, I'm missing my other ladies. But the reason why is that this episode is going to be a little um, more fact based, uh, more giving you information on all things mental health. Um, And then in the weeks to follow, the episodes to follow, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper in different areas of our lives that we can really focus in on our mental health um, and how to be healthier overall. So, like I said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so mentalhealthamerica.org actually puts together a full toolkit of information um, each year to celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and to get information out there to everyone. And so this year, their theme is take some time to look around and look within. And so we're going to be utilizing a lot of the resources that they've put out in this year's toolkit throughout the rest of the month. So the first thing I wanted to do before we dig into that that theme, that, that take time to look around and take time to look within, I just wanted to kind of give you some mental health basics. Um, there's some terminology. There's some things that we use um, on a regular basis. And I want us all to be on an even playing field and understand what we're talking about when different terms or different ideas are presented. The first question would be, what is a mental health condition? So when we think about a mental health condition or a mental disorder, um, what are we talking about? So I took the the time to look that up so that we could kind of have a working definition. And so the World Health Organization um, says that a mental disorder is characterized by a clinically significant disturbance in an individual's cognition, emotional regulation, or behavior. And so to just kind of talk about that for a second, what they're saying is it's clinically significant. So you have gone and you've seen someone, you've said this is this is causing enough of an issue in my life that there is a clinical significance. I, I need to go see someone to address this. Um, and the disturbance is in our cognition, which is our thinking, our emotional regulation, so what we're feeling, 
or our behavior, so how we're acting. And so all of those things work together um, as a whole when we're thinking about our mental health. So so just I want everyone to kind of keep that, that in mind. It, it's our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors and kind of how those interact with one another. Let's talk a little bit about some different terms that might be important for us to know as we talk about Mental Health Awareness Month and as we get into some of the other topics in the episodes throughout the month. And so you'll probably have heard some of these before, but I want us to make sure that we kind of have the same understanding. So symptoms. A symptom is a physical or mental feature that indicates the potential existence of a concern, condition, our diagnosis. And so we can experience um, mental health symptoms just like we experience physical symptoms. So if you were maybe thinking you might have a cold, you might have a sniffly nose or an itchy throat, maybe a low grade fever, some body aches. We know that those are symptoms of a cold or a flu or some other virus that perhaps we have. But we can also have symptoms of mental health disorders or a mental health condition. And so we want to be aware of those as well. And they can be both physical symptoms um, or mental mental symptoms. And so we can dig into that a little bit deeper later. I want to go on to our next word, which is lived experience. So you may hear someone share about lived experience. And what that is, is that's personal experience um, dealing with a mental health or substance use challenge or or crisis. It's firsthand. It's not something that they've read in a book that they've seen on a television show. When someone say I ha- says I have lived experience, it means I've I've been there. That is a part of my story. That is an experience that I have actually had personally. And they can be talking about lived experience with their their own um, mental health condition or some people refer to lived experience helping a family member or close friend or someone um, that they are close to with a mental health condition and so they could share their lived experience from that perspective as well but when we say lived experience it's just important that we know that it's it's personal experience and so it is how it affected that person what they experienced um, and it may or may not be the same across the board a lot of times it's not going to be everyone's experience is a little bit different so we want to keep that in mind Another term is stress, and we have heard this term before. I think we use this term probably some of us even on a daily basis because we all experience stress. It's just part of daily living, but our definition of stress for our purposes is a feeling of emotional or physical tension in response to being overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure. So it's our feeling of emotional or physical tension that is coming to us that we're experiencing in a response to just feeling overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressures. Um, The pressures from everyday everyday life it could you know just a lot of times we call it a a snowball or you know all the things start adding up and maybe what we could cope with with one thing we add in work concerns or health concerns or family concerns and as it gets bigger it can sometimes get to that point where we feel 
overwhelmed and unable to use our coping skills in an effective way. And that becomes a stressful situation for us. Another term is trauma. And you may have heard this this word before. Um, It's a fairly common word. There are several different types of trauma. But trauma is also an emotional response. But it's an emotional response to a disturbing, scary, or shocking experience that overwhelms our ability to cope. A lot of times it is a singular experience. Sometimes it can be something that's happened to you over and over again. But for example, a tornado could be a traumatic or a disturbing, scary or shocking experience causes us to have an emotional response um, that overwhelms our ability to cope with that. And so you may know individuals or you may have experienced trauma in your life, and that can come from different experiences. It, It could be a natural disaster trauma. It could be trauma from an abusive situation. It could be trauma in many different forms. It could be from military service. There are a lot of different ways that individuals can experience trauma. But we just want to remember that that's our emotional. We have an emotional response to a disturbing, scary, or shocking experience that has overwhelmed our ability to cope. Now, I've said cope a lot. And so, and coping. And so another term is coping skills. And so a coping skill is simply a strategy that um, we use to help us deal with difficult situations and to lessen unpleasant emotions, thoughts, or behaviors. So coping skills are the just strategies that we can learn. We can learn through therapy. We can learn through self-help books. We can learn through um, therapeutic groups, through friendships. But they're just different different strategies that we have learned that we have utilized that can help us when we are dealing with unpleasant emotions, thoughts or behaviors and can kind of get us out of that situation out of that rut for the moment out of that struggle out of that emotion that's pulling us down. Final term that we want to discuss is mental health screen. And what a mental health screen is, is an evaluation of your mental health and well being through scientifically validated assessment tools. And so this is when, you know, maybe I feel like I've been struggling. I've had some overwhelming emotions, some overwhelming um, thoughts, maybe even some behaviors. And I'm not sure if it's something I can cope with myself with the coping skills I've developed on my own or if I need to go get help from someone else who is trained um, to teach me new coping skills or perhaps um, help diagnose what's going on so that I can find the proper medication or proper treatment plan. And so we can use a mental health screen to decipher that. So that kind of leads us into our next question, which is, Is poor mental health the same thing as having a mental health condition? And so the answer to that is no, no, um, it's not the exact same. Everyone experiences ups and downs with their mental health. And so everybody's going to have good days. Everybody's going to have bad days. Everybody's going to have ebbs and flows. And so sometimes we're just kind of in a place where there things seem a little more difficult than others. We might have a little more stress on us, a, a little more on our plate than what we normally do. And that can, can cause us to kind of n- not feel great and to feel like our mental health has not been on the forefront of what we've been taking care of. We've, we've let it go. We've not been focusing on it. 
but we're all going to experience those ups and downs. But that doesn't always mean that you have a mental health condition because we want to remember that our, our mental health condition or mental disorder is characterized by a clinically significant disturbance in an individual's thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. We can have some disturbance. We, we can have times where we have a little more struggle than others, where we have those ups and downs in our thoughts, feelings, and behavior. But is it clinically significant? And so the things to think about when you're trying, you know, when we're thinking about is this clinically significant? Is this poor mental health? Is this me not taking care of myself? My self-care is low, um, just kind of in, in a, a tough period? Or is there something more to this and I need to seek out more help? We want to think about severity and duration. So those are the two things that are typically really strongly taken into consideration in order to diagnose a mental health condition. And so severity is how severe are my symptoms? How is this affecting my day? Am I able to function? Am I functioning at a level I need to to get the things done that I need to get done? And then duration. How long has this been going on? Is this relatively new and I've had a couple days where I've just kind of not not felt myself um, and I've had some symptoms and I just don't have the motivation I normally would have. I'm not being as productive as I normally am. I'm just kind of feeling low, just kind of feeling down. Or has this been going on for a significant amount of time? And so that's where the mental health screen that we just talked about can be really helpful because it can help us to decipher, is this just me not taking care of myself? Is this me needing to um, kind of reset and take a look at um, how am I how am I prioritizing my self-care and my mental health? Or is this something more? What is the severity and, and duration? Is this something that I need to seek some guidance on how I can help to improve this because it's become more than what I'm going to be able to just do on my own. Um, and so I would encourage that. But I would also say as a clinician that you don't have to wait for a mental health condition or a mental health disorder to seek help. Because sometimes if I have poor mental health, I don't necessarily have to have a mental health condition or disorder diagnosed. I may just need someone to talk to. And so seeking out a therapist, um, someone who is an unbiased person who can listen to what's going on and can help you process ways that you can take better care of yourself and your mental health can be really beneficial. And so I would encourage anyone, you know, whether you're just experiencing poor mental health or a mental health condition to seek out help from people who have been trained and know how to help guide you on a journey of um, good, solid mental health and, and, and taking care of your well-being all the way around. And I will say that statistically, about 21% of all U.S. adults live with a mental health condition. So Almost a quarter of U.S. adults are living with a mental health condition. So if you do have a mental health condition or a mental health disorder, I don't want you to feel alone. There are a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of really solid help and treatment planning to help you live your best life. And so that's why we are so focused in 
for the month of May of, of creating more awareness of our mental health and how we can care for ourselves and also how we can help care for others and pay attention to the people around us and become more aware of if they seem to be struggling and how we can reach out and help them as well, because this is not a one person thing. We all need support. Support is one of the best ways that we can improve our mental health is building that support network and not trying to do it all alone. Also, what's important to note is, you know, I said 21% of all U.S. adults are living with a mental health condition right now, but 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition at some time in their life. And so, again, if this is something that you're facing... You are not alone. You are not alone, and there is help for you, and there are people who truly, truly care. And so, who needs to look after their mental health? Oh my goodness, I hope that you said everyone, because we all need to take care of our mental health. This is not a some a some people need to deal with this, and some people need to think about this, and some people need to work on this. No, we all need to be thinking about our mental health. We all need to be striving to be a healthier version of ourselves, and to do everything we can in that self-care realm and building that, that support network to help us live our best lives. We take care of our physical health, or at least we hear a lot about it. And I think a lot of us strive to do that, but also want us to strive to look after our mental health. We are all responsible for looking after our mental health, and that includes making sure we are doing our best to take care of ourselves in every aspect of our being. Physical, emotional, relational, nutritional, spiritual, holistically. So if you are concerned about your mental health, you can take a screen at mhascreening.org, and that MHA is Mental Health America, where you can also find this toolkit for Mental Health Awareness Month and all of these great resources and more information. But again, if you need to take a screening like we talked about, one of those mental health screeners to just kind of see what is this? Is this something I need to dig a little bit deeper on? MHAScreening.org. If you are currently in a mental health crisis, then I would like for you to forego the screening and instead call 988 which is the mental health and suicide hotline number where you can be immediately connected with a mental health professional in your local area to help assess and and help you out. In summary, I hope that you will take the time to assess your own mental health. I hope that you'll think about areas that you can improve in. And I hope that you'll celebrate what you're doing well. Because I think we all are doing more than we realize. And so I want you to celebrate the good and then dig deeper on what can I improve on? Where can we improve? I encourage you to go to mentalhealthamerica.org for more information. And I hope that you will listen to all of the episodes this month as we dig into Mental Health Awareness Month. This is Life Simplified. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.